0: Welcome to Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The theme is how to buy a home or sell a home in a changing real estate market. Hi, my name is Pete Sabine and I'm here with my team partner, Leslie Whitney. We are real estate professionals with Compass and the Five Star Real Estate team here in the San Francisco Bay Area. We wanna share with you our real estate expertise to give you a competitive edge and provide insight with useful information so you can make an informed decision for your next home purchase. Leslie and I break down the most important aspects of real estate. Future podcasts will reveal how to navigate as a home buyer or seller. Let's begin our podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. The topic today is how to sell your home in a hot seller's market. Pete, you have been selling homes here since 1985. And since then, there have been three significant seller's markets. Everything goes in cycles. What are the characteristics of a seller's market?
0: Well, our local real estate market here in the San Francisco Bay Area is one of the hottest real estate markets I've experienced in over 35 years of being in real estate. Typically, a seller's market trend is driven by, number one, a lack of supply of available homes for sale. Number two, low home interest rates. And number three, strong buyer demand for homes. Those three items, if they're all in place, create a seller's market trend. And so the way that you measure that is typically three months or less of available homes for sale based on closed sale activity. So as an example, if you divide the number of homes for sale by the number of homes sold in one month. That determines the number of months of supply of available housing. The other characteristic is how long homes are sitting on the market. So, if the average days on market is less than 30 days, this is one other indicator of a seller's market. And then the other thing to look at is what's called a list price to sold price ratio. This is another indicator of a seller's market. Homes that are selling quickly and consistently. Above the list price is basically a definition of a seller's market.
1: So how long do you think will this trend last? Is it different every time or well, is there a pattern to that?
0: It, it, it varies. There's a lot of variables and it's hard to predict past six months out because real estate is so fluid and it's affected by so many different factors that are external to the real estate marketplace I think in our market here in California, that this is most likely going to last through the remainder of 2020 and into the first quarter of 2021. And beyond that, I think it requires a crystal ball. (laughs)
1: Um, What is the formula for selling your home above the fair market value list price? I think that's every home seller's goal, obviously, is to sell your home for the highest price possible. What's the formula for that if there is one?
0: There is. It's called the three P's <laughs> and not the kind that you eat <laughs> preparation, presentation, and pricing. First thing is to get property inspection reports. From those reports, complete any recommended repairs that are related to systems operations, such as appliances, mechanical, heating, air conditioning, plumbing, electrical things that relate to safety hazards, the basics, systems, appliances, safety hazards.
1: Well, so I would think that most sellers, they want to sell their property as is. Um, they would love to avoid making repairs or offering a repair concession. Is this, does this help them do that by preparing correctly before they go to sale?
0: Yeah, all sellers want an as-is sale if they can get one. That doesn't mean that they will, but getting the pre-sale property inspection reports before the home is offered for sale is the first step to help make that happen. If you're in a seller's market, you want to provide prospectors, buyers with a disclosure package in advance of accepting an offer. The disclosure package includes the property inspection reports and all the required property disclosures that are completed by the seller. The disclosure package will then create transparency and provides useful information for a buyer to confirm the existing condition of the property. In many cases, the buyer is more willing to accept the home in an as-is condition if the seller has provided accurate and qualified information about the condition of the home. I recommend that you include a provision with the purchase offer. Any inspections performed by the buyer are for information purposes only. There shall be no seller repair concessions. If you do that, this provision will emphasize your intent and confirms the as-is nature of the purchase agreement.
1: And what are some other things you recommend that sellers do to prepare their home for sale?
0: Well, I recommend that you obtain a proposal from a professional staging company. The proposal should include recommendations for interior and exterior paint colors, landscaping, light fixtures, flooring, plumbing fixtures, cabinet hardware, landscaping, cleanup. One thing about staging is to be aware of realtors who self-stage homes. What does that mean? It means that that's not what they do for a living. It's something that they're moonlighting in. They're typically not insured. They don't have workman's comp. You might have an issue where somebody's moving furniture into and out of your home. And if they have a trip and fall and that person is not insured, it's all coming back on the homeowner. So that's one thing. I We always use a professional staging company who has the proper insurance. Also, sometimes staging is removed involuntarily by thieves who break in and stage Steal the staging out of the house. And that can be a problem. So you want to make sure that if you're going to stage, that you're using a professional, that they have all the insurance coverage in place to help protect your client from exposure.
1: So once the home preparation is completed, what else do you recommend to enhance the presentation of the home for sale?
0: Well, before we get into that, I recommend that you follow the recommendations of the staging proposal to update the house. And along with that, have the home professionally cleaned, including windows and tuning up the landscaping. It's a complete package. It's what we call curb appeal. I'm sure a lot of people have heard that. When you roll up in front of the house, if you're falling in love with it before you even get out of the car because of the presentation, when you go inside the home, it should carry through all the way to the backyard. So by following the recommendations of professional home stager, you can achieve that. And once the home is preparation is completed, the next thing is to make sure it's presented well. And that requires that you hire a professional photographer and videographer to capture the essence of the house. If the home doesn't present well online, the chances are good a buyer looking online, which is how all buyers look and shop online these days, they're not even going to give it a chance. They're not going to come out and look at it. So you have to win over a buyer online and you do that through the presentation and professional photography and videography.
1: All right. So we talked about the preparation and the presentation of the home. And the final, very important part is the pricing. How do you go about pricing a home for sale? How do you find, how do you decide on what the correct price should be that it should be offered at?
0: All right. So... Pricing is really important. Are you ready? <laughs> you need to price your home strategically. Thinking, think of home pricing as a strategy. And the way that we go about this is we look at three different components to price a home accurately. We review recent sold properties that are nearby, like kind, meaning they're similar in size, location, and condition characteristics. The data from these properties will set the current fair market value of your home. The next data point we look at are the pending sale properties of similar homes that recently went into escrow and they're waiting to close. We focus on the asking price of these properties to provide some insight of the price point that attracted buyers to make an offer. And then the third data set would be looking at active properties. These are properties that you'll be competing with as a seller if you were to put your house on the market today. These active properties are currently for sale, and they need to be in your targeted price range. You need to look at homes that are for sale up to 10% below your target price and 10% above your target price. Why is that? Because that's typically how buyers shop. They determine a price range and they're going to look at everything in their price range in the location they're trying to find a home and you're going to be competing with that pool of properties. So those three different data points, sold properties, pending properties, and active properties are what we focus on. Buyers base their decision to buy a home driven by its emotional appeal and it's supported by a perception of fair market value of the list price when compared to other available homes for sale that are similar. So one thing to remember is it's interesting to look backwards at sold properties and pending sales, but those properties aren't available anymore. Buyers can only buy what are what the homes that are for sale. And so as a shopper, you're going to try to get the most you can for what you can afford in your price point. It's just human nature, whether you're buying a home Furniture or a car, you're going to go out and shop within your affordability range and get the most value that you can. You need to be competitive as a pricing strategy.
1: So now the stage is set, the home is prepared to show well, you've done all the preparations, the asking price is competitive. How can you create a condition for buyer competition to get the highest possible sales price?
0: One strategy is to set an offer date. What is an offer date? An offer date simply is this, that from the point you come on the multiple listing and expose the property to the buyers, you have a date set in the future to review offers. So that offer date typically is 7 to 10 days from your MLS debut date to the market. That gives buyers enough time to come back and take a look at the property more than once. It gives them plenty of time to review your disclosure package, to get comfortable with the condition of the property, understand the inspection reports, ask any questions, check the comparable sales with their realtor to confirm that your asking price is reasonable. And it sets the stage for buyers to compete. The offer date strategy ensures that all buyers currently in the market will have a chance to view and bid and purchase the home. One of the best tools to use with more than one offer is what's called a seller multiple counter offer. Have your realtor respond to counter to offers using this multiple counter offer. When the seller receives more than one offer, the seller has the option of negotiating with more than one buyer at the same time using this seller multiple counteroffer. The multiple counteroffer has a provision that requires the seller to sign the counteroffer one more time after the seller receives the the counteroffer signed from the buyer. This allows the seller to negotiate with more than one buyer at the same time without being obligated to sell until one of the multiple counteroffers is signed one more time after it's been accepted by the buyer.
1: So we've talked about in our previous episode about how to buy a home and and things that a buyer can do to get the home that they really want. But from a seller's standpoint, what are the most important items to look for from a buyer when they um, present an offer?
0: What I want to see with their offer are a few key important things. There's more to a strong buyer, strong offer than just the contract itself. It's what's attached to it to support it. So I'm looking for signed copies of all the inspection reports and disclosures that were provided by the seller. I'm looking for copies of their recent bank statements as proof of their down payment and closing cost money. If they're getting assistance for their down payment, I need a copy of the gift letter. And if they're getting a loan to buy the property, I want to see a loan pre-approval letter from the buyer's lender. I also would like to see a cover letter from the buyer's realtor that highlights the key features and the seller benefits of the purchase offer. And then lastly, and equally as important, I'd like to see a letter from the buyer that confirms why this home is the best option for their needs. I really want to get to know what attracts the buyer to this home. What we want to avoid is buyer's remorse and selecting the wrong buyer. Maybe it was the buyer with the highest price, but it really wasn't a good match for them. And they get into contract with the buyer and it falls apart because the buyer realized that they overcompromised with their offer and bought the wrong house. We want to avoid going back on the market if possible. So getting to know why the buyer's interested in the home, why it's the right Fit for them and how well qualified they are, along with the terms of their offer, critical.
1: So, regarding the their pre-approval letter from the buyers, what are some items that must be in this letter? What are some things that you look for um, that the seller needs to um, needs to know that is included?
0: Right. So, a bona fide loan pre-approval letter is more than just an opinion by a loan officer that the buyer can get the loan. What I'm looking for is evidence that an underwriter has approved and verified the supporting documentations needed to get the loan approved. So I want to see in the letter a statement that the income, the assets, employment, the credit, and the source of down payment have been verified. I want to make sure that the loan pre-approval letter is current. No more than 30 days old. And the reason for that is that underwriting guidelines change. Sometimes they get more restrictive as time moves forward. So looking at an outdated letter could be a problem. We want to make sure it's less than 30 days old if possible. I'm also looking for the loan officer's contact information because I like to contact the lender before we engage with the buyer to negotiate the offer to ask questions of the lender to make sure that everything matches with the offer and the information that's being supplied by the buyer's realtor. I'm also looking to find out what the maximum amount that the borrower is qualified to borrow. And hopefully that maximum amount is a lot higher than the loan needed to buy the house that they're making the offer on. I don't want to get in contract with a buyer that's stretching to get the loan. and actually not having the ability to do that. So the loan letter should inspire confidence in the buyer's ability to obtain the loan that's stated in the offer.
1: All right. Um. So what is the most valuable attribute to look for when hiring a realtor to represent you and to help you sell your home? I know that, well, we all know that there there's lots of choices. There's many realtors out there. What are some things that, a home seller can look for in when he's when they're trying to decide on who to hire
0: yeah the the most valuable attribute to look for when hiring a realtor is their ability to negotiate how skilled at they how skilled are they at negotiating purchase agreements. Your realtor should have a proven track record of contract negotiation, and the only way you get there is by negotiating hundreds or more transactions there's just no other way to do it and the reason the number of sales is important is that every sale is unique and different the seller circumstances buyer circumstances market conditions the house that they're offering on the the loan the all the rules and regulations everything changes so when you have a high volume of successful contract negotiations behind you As your body of experience, you're able to counsel your clients in a way that can help them uh, negotiate the best possible contract and make sure that it's done correctly, that you're protecting your client from all the current rules and regulations that we have to understand in selling real estate. Bottom line is there's just no substitute for contract negotiation experience.
1: Well... And what else? Anything else that's important to look for in a yes. realtor?
0: Zero commission. No commission. <laughs> we like realtors that work for free. In fact, some of them will pay you to sell their house. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um what else? Hmm.
1: I mean, experience is an obvious one. I, yeah. I I think a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots of and then of course knowledge knowledge of the area that they work in. Um I think recommendations, it's important to ask around, see who comes recommended to you, either from friends or family or other local people. Um, And then obviously reviews, I suppose, as well. Um, And really do your research on who this realtor is and also what kind of a realtor would be a fit for you. Do you want somebody um, who has a lot of marketing skills and expertise or do you want somebody who you know you can trust because they come from a reliable source, such as a friend or a relative. Yeah.
0: So those reviews that you mentioned, I would look at those reviews very carefully because those reviews should focus or illustrate the realtor's ability to master the three Ps that we discussed. If they're proficient or excel at the three Ps, what are they again? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> preparation
1: presentation and pricing there you go so if the review mentions those attributes in the review is what you're saying and those are good clues to know
0: right because as a seller that's where the rubber meets the road you need a realtor that understands and has mastered the three p's really <laughs> it's critical that you get the presentation right you get the pricing right those things, if you miss those things, mm-hmm. you're going to miss the boat. And you can leave a lot of money on the table as a seller if you don't get those things right.
1: Right. And when a home doesn't sell and it sits on the market for a long time, you can usually pinpoint it to one of those three things that weren't done correctly. Either it wasn't priced correctly,
0: mm-hmm. it doesn't
1: present nicely, or they just didn't weren't prepared and there's not a lot, enough information on the house.
0: And that leads us to an episode, Why Your House Isn't Selling. We're going to do a future podcast about why your house isn't selling. And that's another thing about a skilled real estate agent. What happens if your house doesn't sell? Okay, even if you hire the best real estate agent out there, markets can change, market trends can change, I should say, in the middle of while you're sitting on the market for sale. We've seen white-hot seller's markets cool off in less than 30 days, and all of a sudden, the phone isn't ringing, the texts aren't texting, (laughs) the emails aren't coming anymore, the showings aren't happening, crickets chirping, sellers wondering what's going on. And, I mean, it's amazing how quickly things can change, and we've also seen it go the other way, where things are just bumping along and all of a sudden it takes off. Your realtor needs to know how to give you proper counsel when there's a shift in the market trend while you're on the market waiting for something to happen. You have to get ahead of something like that. You have to know, you have to recognize it when you see it. And for realtors that have never been in a challenging market and have only been in a seller's market, that's not so great either. You want to make sure that the realtor you hire has a well rounded body of experience where they've been in the market and every kind of market trend.
1: Okay. Well, that sounds like a good future episode. What to do if your home is not selling. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll look forward to that one. Well, thank you to all our listeners for joining us again. We hope you enjoy our Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies podcast. We encourage you to share this podcast with anyone you know who's looking to buy or sell a home call or text us at 925-297-5335. You can ask us any questions um, and you can find more pro tips and strategies at 5starrealestateteam.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. We hope you enjoy our real estate pro tips and strategies, and we encourage you to share our podcast with anyone you know who is looking to buy or sell a home. Be sure to like and subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, feel free to ring the bell next to the subscribe button so you won't miss a single episode. Thank you to our producer, Sam Lubman, with Painless Podcasts for making this podcast happen. I'm Leslie Whitney with Pete Sabine, and we are the five-star real estate team.
0: Join us for our next episode of Real Estate Pro Tips and Strategies. Call or text 925-297-5335 to reach us with your questions and referrals or send an email to info at 5starrealestatepro.com.